Here you will hear stories of the unknown, tales of the twisted and terrible that have been silenced. The strange and the transcendent, riddles, secrets. As your guides, we will take you on an expedition where the curtain between worlds is torn. This is The Farthest Reaches. Hey, fucking corn. Corn. What he sounds like. I'm not corn. I'm I'm um Brussels sprout. Oh. What's wrong with you? There's a lot. Try and be mature. Grow up. I'm trying. I've been five four since like the sixth grade. Same mood. Fucking mood, dude. All right. Yeah. Cassandra, start the episode. Welcome to TFR News. <laughs> My name is Marcel wow. Plonka. Wrong show. Oh. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I just show up. What are we doing? Oh, wait. She acted so confident. Like, <laughs> she fuck said you, it. Matt. Here I go. I wasn't confident. I was acting like you. <laughs> wait, that makes sense then that I'm stupid. <laughs> and, and not confident? Thank you. It's wait, pretty on, on point. This is a bad idea. <laughs> That's pretty. Oh, that's so fitting. We're it was a just mistake doing that... TFR. Oh my god! TFR. That's a episode. Okay, one. Beep. Take two. <laughs> now, how actually you would enunciate extremely harshly. Oh god! Here we go. Oh fucking Christ! You would. Everybody that's how you always up. talk. Turn your volume down. Buckle You're up. like, hello, my name is Matthew Plunkett, <laughs> and this is TFR. TSR. TFR, Josh. God, I enunciate the USSR. It. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> welcome. What does your What does your thing say? The like intro. The welcome. Yeah, it's like welcome. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't to even remember it. This reaches. I can't fucking remember it. I don't know. As your guy, where the curtain between worlds <laughs> is torn. <laughs> and you make fun of fucking Zach Bagans for enunciating it. Look at you, bitch. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. It's so funny because I don't like, think so. He'll be talking so normal, and then we'll go to like Gold Star, and like they're like, "What can I get?" And he's like, "Um, yes, I would like a three way." Um, and then also, please, I would love to have a cheese coney with everything. Like, he gets just so fucking weird and formal with it. And I'm like, all right, you do you. But that's just the top. I think this is want. the most wrong she's ever been in no, her life. No, I'm not. You get super weird <laughs> when you have to, like, talk to someone. You, like, get like, hi, hello. <laughs> I am actually very formal. I am not even a weird as I'm person at all. speaking the intro to the podcast, which there's a hidden message in there. <gasps> What is it? Oh, yeah. If you listen really closely to the one part where you can hear the choir, yeah. they're like, da, da, da. Yeah. They say, Gary Busey. <gasps> what? It's fucking crazy. Wait, really? Yeah. I actually had Gary Busey take some time out of his busy schedule to come over here and record himself like 48 times. I also it's like, like phantom I, I, words. I, I also just like to imagine him trying to be like all nice and formal, like at a like fast food restaurant. Oh, my God. It's and so a drive through. And he's just like, yeah, I'm very formal with my Pokemon sleeve tattoo. No shit, right? Oh, he didn't like that. You better take that back. He didn't nah, like. He's gonna start crying. I ain't taking shit back. I'll make he's you. Take, snap. I'll make you take shit back. Next time you shit in my toilet, I'm gonna little crazy <laughs> hair. I'll shove it back head. up your asshole. Anyway, Matt, and why then, don't you actually start the real episode? Yeah, I was gonna say. I am not. This is gonna be a fun like <laughs> you deciding where yeah. the fuck we're gonna. Obviously, open. I can't live up to you. I'm sorry, I tried. No one can. Uh, All right, it is. Take it away. I don't know. Brady did a really good job starting the show. Mm. 
Well, guess what? He's not Thanks fucking here. Thanks for bringing here. that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let's come on, man. Put Hello? get it together. Everybody. Hi. Welcome to TFR. News? Which stands for the farthest. Rectors. Rectums? Okay, hold on. I got to take a second now. <laughs> the fattest rectums. The farthest rectums? <gasps> no, the fattest. The fattest rectums? Mm hmm. Okay. The flirty raccoon. Let's try that again. The farthest. Oh, roaches. Oh, you were Damn so it, close. Okay. <laughs> the farthest. No, raptors. Raptors again. No, reactors. Reactors. The raptors. Farthest. The farthest Whoa. raptors. Oh, fuck. Okay. okay. Well, you two are hearing uh, two different words. Uh, <gasps> the fuck. Okay, hold on. farthest. Reaches. We did it. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Now everybody shut up. You need like a bottle of champagne Whoa. to pop right now. Oh. Yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was like a silent fart, not a fucking champagne noise. bottle. There you That's go. It's like a D&D spellcaster that just failed an attempt. <laughs> no yes. shit, right? They go that through the one. whole signature move and everything and it just goes, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is TFR, the farthest reaches. Cool. Not the farthest reactors, not the farthest roaches, not the farthest rectums, rectors, whatever the fuck Josh said. This is the farthest reaches. And I, me, myself, am Matthew Plunkett. And with me, as Whoa. always, is Cassandra Plunkett. <gasps> oh, wow. That's me. Yeah, got you, you did the fucked. switch up. Yeah, and then you are Joshua. I got it. Don't worry. Oh, Calm down. Oh, oh, I can oh. tell you're excited. Do you want to say your last name? I, I'll give I, it to you. I do know it. <laughs> uh, I think it's... um. Botha Wellington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joshua Botha Wellington. <laughs> Actually, I'm changing it now. I like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, how about booby? Mail. Oh, we got mail. Mail man. <laughs> no, that's stupid. You don't, you don't, oh, okay. Yeah, you don't want Joshua booby. 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 Baba booby, baba booby. Anyway, this horrible intro, because, God, we're not professional. Anyway, the farthest what reaches. No. What do we do on this show, guys? Talk shit. Talk shit? About All right. you. Talk shit. No. Eat shit. We make we, we talk shit. We, we eat make shit. We make fun shit of Matt. And we make fun of Matt. While he shits. While he shits. I've done that before. Anyway, we talk about spooky shit on here. Whoa, we do. <laughs> People you're right. love to hear about spooky shit. From other podcasts, so just not us. <laughs> right? <laughs> they love true crime. What else do they love, Cassandra? Bigfoot. Which is? A cryptid. Oh, God, thank God. And you, Josh, <laughs> uh, me. What, what do people uh, like? Why you keep putting me on the spot? I don't know. Ah, fucking aliens. Well, cool. That, yes. they, like, they like ghosts. What else do they like? Witches. Oh, I would say that's different. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what Josh? Bitches. Got <gasps> <laughs> Everyone loves bitches. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to stop that. <laughs> Titties. So, yeah, we talk about the paranormal, supernatural. We talk about ancient folklore, legends, tall tales, whatever your little heart and murder. mind desires. We have talked Some, about murder. Sometimes even murder. Sometimes we talked about a ghost that solved its own murder. Murder. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it was pretty fucking rad. That's me because I'm so smart. So when I die, I'm going to like know why. It's a pretty cool story. And if anyone wants to know what story that was about a ghost that solved its own murder somehow, or I guess, yeah, that would be Wait, that's just the movie called The Lovely Bones. Which they got from the Greenbrier Ghost. Mm -hmm. Now, do I know that? Absolutely (laughs) not. I don't think so. (laughs) But check out our episode on the Greenbrier Ghost if you want to hear about a specter that solved its own murder. And it's even got its own historical plot that even says that, which is really fucking rad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You don't see that very often. Nope. Anyway, today won't be about 
ghosts, uh-huh. aliens, cryptids. So we that we know of. It could be. Well, true. I guess this entity could be one of those things. It's but unsolved. We do have no evidence that leads to any of those directions. Don't have any evidence that it doesn't. But that doesn't mean it does. I, I guess so. I guess so. It doesn't. Today we're we talking about know. our second true crime topic. That is the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Is it a crime if you weren't caught? That's controversial, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no I shit. mean, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around, does it make a sound? Who knows? I mean, I'm sure if you ask all the insurrectionists that are still at home waiting for the FBI to bust down their door, that's they'd probably true. think they didn't commit a crime. That's true. Yeah, see, that's smart. True. Just do that. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about the Mad Gas or Mattoon. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure everyone's <laughs> like, what the fuck did he say? No, I'm just kind of laughing at it. I'm like, hey. I know. Like, out of any names to give it. Like, why why Gasser? Dude, I have IBS. That should be my name. I don't know. The because, Mad Gasser. I, I mean, it, it does fit what this entity person did. Wait, yeah, Josh knows what's going on? It did. I, mean, I don't Owen know. doesn't know what's going on I today. feel like if I was the Mad Gasser in Mattoon, I'd be like, wow, I would love any other name besides that. Now, there are a couple other names. If you're a but, criminal, you don't get to pick your name. I know, yeah. and that sucks. Unless you're BTK, and, but he's a fucking loser. No, one, no once like the, like, like the council, like the fucking town hall gets everyone together, like, we got to stop this criminal, they should put out a little piece like of paper. A ballot. T- exactly, a ballot. Tape it to the side of the building that just says, hey, yo, criminal. What do you want to be called? And then just have a little blank line. Yeah, no, and have no, the pin. No, I was thinking no, everyone don't, in town votes. Don't on let the best no, name. Don't no, let the criminal have, pick their name because again, no, that's lame. how because that's how you get stuck with BTK. Well, no Fucking, one picks their own nickname. Like that's so stupid. Yeah, if you pick your own nickname, How's, you're a loser. Yeah, but all criminals like that are fucking losers. So that well, hell, this that is works. True, but, yeah, <laughs> but, but like you have to earn your name. Yeah, by like new sources and shit. Like this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I mean, I, I totally understand where you're coming from because I kind of think the same way. But on, on another hand, I'm like thinking like a band or a business. You know, you come up with your own band name. You come up with your own business name, your own business model. Hey, I'm the Phantom Anesthetist. I break in and fumigate your fucking soul. I don't know. I don't know. That's just that's just me. I mean, they could have called him the fucking Flatulence guy. I mean, that would have been much worse. I mean, hey, look at Spider-Man. He called him in the mm-hmm. one Spider-Man movie. He said he was the human spider. And yeah. the announcer's like, ah, that's stupid. You're Spider-Man. The Mad Gasser of Mattoon. What is it? Huh? Okay, I'll tell you. For this strange tale, we will be traveling back in time to the small Midwestern town of Mattoon, Illinois. I'm trying to get away from small Midwestern towns. I know, this is the second in a row. I know. In the year 1944. Well, I think around this time, for Mattoon, Illinois, it was about like 17,000 people. So it was much bigger than Van Meter. I'm not talking about that, but whatever. Sounds like Spittoon to I, no, Splatoon. 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 Yeah, there's a big with the, difference. With the inky squids, that's pretty cute. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, this town is where a bizarre assailant would make a name for themselves by attacking many of the residents of this small town with a sweet, noxious odor. Like a fart? This wraith-like criminal terrorized Mattoon for approximately two, count them two, weeks. Marshmallows. Before disappearing <laughs> just as quickly as they had appeared. Can you describe to me a wraith exactly? Like I've I know the word, but like visually, like what is that? Well, describing? I would say I would I would think that a wraith is basically like a ghost, apparition, specter type of deal. But perhaps the name wraith originated somewhere else in the world. It feels more like scary and like physical to me, more like a monster. Like I'm ring wraith. I'm sure it has ring wraith. I'm I'm sure it has bad intentions. I could say, uh, well, it's this uh, gigantic purple vehicle and it has a big plasma cannon on the back and you use it to 
the Covenant uses it to right kill now? Master Chief. No, come on, it's Halo, Sandra. I should. I totally know what he's God. talking about right now. <laughs> Josh totally did. You can tell by the look on his face. The Mad Gasser of Mattoon, also known as the Phantom Anesthetist, would That's never so much be cooler. Thank you. What the fuck. Thank you. That's so much cooler. I'm sure everyone was like, oh, that name, the Phantom Anesthetist. Yeah, they can't say it. They're like, nope, their mind sucks. We like Mad Gasser. Mad Gasser. Why don't I picture your mom saying that? We like the farty dude. So anyway, the Phantom Anesthetist would never be caught which led to many conspiracies and formally issued statements by the police, residents, and even the FBI to be forged in order to move on and leave the Mad Gasser to history. No one knows why or how this elusive entity did what they did. So our story begins on Thursday, August 31st, 1944. Damn, that's a long time ago. Urban Rafe and his wife were sleeping with their bedroom window open. In the early hours of the morning, Urban awoke. Something did not seem right. There was a horrible odor lingering in the air, which made Urban feel ill. <coughs> so he turned over to his wife. I'm like, damn, no. bitch, who the, your pants. Who the <laughs> fuck ate Brussels sprouts? <laughs> she woke up and immediately started gagging, as she too. She's <laughs> like, damn, dude, keep it in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, for, like yelling at each other. Bitch, stop oh, farting. You stop farting. You Urban, fucking quit it. What did you eat, honey? <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Sorry, I oh. can't help it. That'll she, do it. <laughs> she thought that perhaps she left the stove on. And when she decided that she would get up and yes, check on it, she became paralyzed, <gasps> unable to move, the fuck? with only her neck and head barely able to lift up and off the pillow. It's Urban. That's terrifying. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, no shit. Urban, worried and feeling helpless, tried to help his wife, but some kind of shaping sickness was taking hold. Urban's nausea turned into vomiting, and burning sensation had developed in his eyes as well as his throat. His eyes began to furiously water, and his lips began to painfully swell. He realized that they needed help. So they were like being poisoned or some shit. Sounds like the first time I saw Matt. Mm. He'll have that Why the fuck did you ever come back? I don't know. It gets easier yeah. every time, like a little bit of exposure. <laughs> That's why. The Rafes weren't alone that night, as they had guests sleeping over. But without knowing how long it would take him to get help from his guests, or if he could even make it, he decided to call the authorities. As he reached for the phone, however, he was starting to feel a little better. <laughs> the invisible and poisonous fumes seemed to begin to retreat. He's like, eh, it's fine, whatever. And before he even noticed, everything seemed fine again. As the sun arose to start a new day, the two could move again and breathe like normal. Calming down and regaining their composure, yet still shaken up a bit, the two continued to call the authorities. After what felt like an eternity, the cops had arrived and investigated. The cops could not find any signs of a forced entry, foul play, or anything. Even more confusing, the cops interviewed the guests that were staying with the Rafes that night, and they never recounted smelling anything or feeling sick in any way. Even the doctor that was on site couldn't make of what had happened to the Rafes. The doctor thought that perhaps the side effect that remained with the Rafes in the following morning, which was a slight burning in the back of their throats, was due to food poisoning, but was ultimately unsure. And I heard, somewhere else, that the married couple had hot dogs the night before, and the wife was like, you know what, I'm not going to buy that brand again. So this was the first recorded incident of the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. After coming to the possibility of a mundane explanation, 
although there was no concrete proof. Throughout the day, the wraiths had decided to drop the matter and move on as if it never took place. But the knights in Mattoon wouldn't return to their normalcy of the quiet and still interlude of the nature that they were used to, as the very next night of September 1st would prove to be as terrifying as the last. So Friday, September 1st, 1944, sisters Martha Reedy and Aline Carney felt comfortable enough to leave their doors and windows open as Mattoon was a small town. Aline's husband would be home very late, and they needed some relief from the summer heat. Now, the report of the Mad Gasseter from the night before wasn't known as it hadn't been officially detailed yet because mm-hmm. they didn't get anything out of it. When the police finally did show up, no, there was no signs of the gas. She had a little slight burning in the throat, but other than that, everything was normal. So they didn't really go to the press mm-hmm. with such a, a detailed account. So the Madagascar, like I said, wasn't known, and it hadn't been officially detailed and told to the public, for it seemed to be likely explained away by something very ordinary. Aline put her three-year-old daughter to bed for what was supposed to be a night of serenity, but shortly after, she smelled something sickly and sweet. She thought it was just simply some flowers that she had outside, but soon felt a tingling sensation in her legs. Oh. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. We just talked about some hot dogs, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, fuck. oh, my God. I'm going to need a full shower. This is like Mad Gasser erotica. Fun? Like, what do we do? <laughs> her eyes began to burn and water as well. Her lips began to swell, and her throat started to burn as she cried out for help. She's like, I need some dick. Yeah, apparently. Her sister came running into the room, void of the side effects, just in time. She's like, ha ha, rubbing it in. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time. Stupid (laughs) bitch. You're going to (laughs) die. Aline told Martha to grab her daughter and to take her somewhere safe, away from the house. So Martha did. Aline's symptoms grew steadily worse. The paralysis crept up both of her legs and then slowly up to her lower body, restricting her of movement and restraining her to her bed, a place once known as a comfortable and peaceful spot. The attack continued with her nausea getting worse and worse to the point where she had to puke. But due to this heavily oppressive paralyzing state she was in, she couldn't even lift her head or neck. Did she choke on it? Meaning God. that Aline, struggling to break free from the invisible smoke, was vomiting all over herself. That's how Jimi Hendrix died. <laughs> and Bon Scott. You can choke like that. You yeah, can. like you can literally die like that. That's what, that's that's what, that's what they, happened to Bon yeah, Scott. They put you on your side. If that's you're like, why yeah. if you're taking care of a drunk friend, put mm-hmm. them on their side. Never their back. Or face down either. Nope. So they can drown in it. Keeping yep. people safe on this podcast, people. Yes. Talking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As she suffered, staring around the room, she eventually noticed something out the window. <gasps> a shadowy figure. A night prowler. Shia oh But she gosh. couldn't do anything about what was going on. Around this time, Aline's husband, Bert, arrived home and noticed the ghastly figure around the side of his house staring through the window as his headlights bathed the entity in light. Mm. Actual cannibal. So, oh God. hastily, Bert gave chase, but the figure was fast. And it got away. That's his fuck boy. (laughs) (laughs) As he returned to his home to tell his wife what he saw, perhaps he saw an even more terrifying sight. His wife retching and writhing in agony from some unseen force. Thankfully, though, Martha and Aline's daughter got the attention of a neighbor, Mrs. Earl P. Robertson. Which just sounds like a really nice old lady to me. Oh, does it? I was thinking the same thing. Earl P. Robertson, yeah. I was like, oh, she must be like. 
the yeah, nicest grandma has, on the like, block. She gives cookies to everybody. And apples that she picks from her backyard. And she gives them. Yeah, I know. She right? sounds like that, but she's actually like the crazy cat lady from Sal- or from uh, The Simpsons. It's like literally throwing <laughs> cats at people. Just, <laughs> <laughs> so Martha and Aline's daughter and Mrs. Earl P. Robertson called the authorities, and fortunately, they arrived just moments later. Aline started to recover within minutes of the Mad Gaster's departure, the gathering of her family and the local police department. She told them her testimony. Even though the phantom anesthetist had struck the night before, it was this night in which the police had details of the suspect and could physically see some of the remnants of the side effects caused by the dreadful gas. Can we just talk about how this sounds like the most like c-list like supervillain, right and like batman's like fucking rogue he gallery. attempts to gas people from afar and yeah. just hopes for the best <laughs> yeah you're gonna be sick for like an hour i could totally see this being a batman villain can't jack off when you can't fucking move bitch <laughs> <laughs> he's like, how else, like god gonna, damn it. how else am i gonna fall asleep what <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> took me a second. <laughs> I was like, you just lay there, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm dumb. You just got to flex that muscle constantly. Just have your mindset on it. Like, <sighs> What if it's paralyzed? You can't move. Oh, my God. That's a terrifying thought. <laughs> Not feeling my penis? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm never leaving the house. No, that's where it happens. No, I got to leave the house. Exactly. Never come back. You no, get what out. are you talking about? It happens in your house. That's what I'm saying. Leave the house. Don't ever come back. None of us. Maybe he could follow you. Put it on Zillow. We're done here. This podcast is over, guys. Sorry. (laughs) We'll just put it out in the middle of the street. (laughs) Let the UPS fucking fly by and kill us all. Mm, Okay. I would say say maybe the Amazon truck as it's on its way to Joey and Ashley's. Mm, There. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Bert. cuts. (laughs) Bert would go on to tell authorities what he saw. His view of the person was obstructed as they seemed to wear all black clothing and a hat. After being able to gather to evidence, me. I was just going to say like that's every Josh. Guy tr- like every person in a movie trying to like be inconspicuous ever. Black yeah, hoodie, black hat. It's like, who do you think it was? I know. After being able to gather evidence, showing the possibility of a cloaked specter summoning a gaseous cloud of death could be really happening. Word got out. And when the word got out about the Carney home, Urban Rafe and his wife came forward with their story, leading to some people believing that there was a connection to be made. Duh. When the officers shared their theories, trying to connect the two incidents, the commanding officer seemed skeptical. But thankfully, issued a search of the Carney's home the following morning to see what they could uncover. Even a small local search party got involved, but unfortunately there was nothing to be found. So at this point, it's been about a day and a half, and what we know is that there seems to be an obscure figure, dressed in all black, possibly wearing a hat as well, a black hat, somehow releasing noxious gases into people's home via some way that we do not fully understand yet. And it has already attacked two families, possibly more. Maybe some never came uh, came forward. Because they're fucking dead. And because they're fucking dead. <laughs> and there's, they seem to leave no evidence behind whatsoever. So we'll have to post this picture on uh, the social medias, but I found a news like newspaper article from like when these attacks. Can we talk about how fucking metal... That I know book. that is awesome. Labor Day, dude. That's totally like an album cover. Yeah, right like there, if I've ever seen one. That is the most metal-looking name for a newspaper from the forties. I'm like, what the fuck? That's guys? funny. Dude, Motoon was killing it. There you go. Not because of the Mad Gasser. That was kind of bad. They, no, they were being killed. They were. They were being killed. And then there's this 
art of it. the Mad Gaston. He looks terrifying. Ew. Yeah, I don't like that. that. Do that's like that creepy as fuck. That looks like something looks I would like see out of cow- or Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yes. Yeah. But it looks like Jared's style. My slab. But this one is very comic book That villainy. is, that is kind literally of what I picture, villain. though. That's yeah. like literally kind of how I pictured him. Yeah, because, I mean, it's never stated in here whatsoever, but... Dealing with noxious gas, I would assume he would have a gas mask on, right? Just like that picture showed, yeah. but it's never stated. So maybe that's like the hat they saw, like just something. Maybe big on maybe his it's head. just all one right. apparatus kind of deal. Yeah. Could have been a woman too. You never know. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone pissed her off. Don't go pissing off women. Making that noise because Josh is onto something. Yeah, because I mean, hi. Anyway. it would have been a great disguise because back in you know the forties, mm-hmm. they never expected women to do anything. That's. <laughs> he's unfortunately right i'm talking i'm uh, I'm talking also everything yeah (laughs) how about doing everything but never amounting to something yeah that's what it seems that's that's what they expect back then but they did so much they got us the fucking well pretty much helped get us to the right the code yes is there a code is there a special code to unlock space travel to the moon you have to have the secret password yeah. Oh, is and it the like, is it like baloney? They did oh, a uh, they did a movie about it. Hidden they the did. figures. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how wild some of the theories might have been, testimonies lean in favor that there was a person. Uh, hmm. Come on, Matt. That there was a person of mischief running around the small town of Mattoon after Whoa. the Carney's experience was roaming around town. Two more families came forward with their stories, talking about how their experience, or excuse me, talking about their experiences that happened on the same night of September 1st. One was Mrs. Charles Ryder, whose story was that around midnight, her children fell ill. She started to try and take care of them, and it didn't take long for her to smell a sweet scent lingering in the room and for the back of her throat to start burning. An anonymous woman was the other person to report detailing how she also could smell a sweet scent and endured a burning sensation in the back of her throat, too. Mm. These people are just doing a lot of deep throating. Yeah, it's just... What if they're just, it's like, just, taking yeah. some drugs and they just don't remember taking could be, drugs? Could be getting high and then Satan's coming and fucking in the mouth. Yeah. yeah not sure. Yeah. But what's uh, interesting about this is you have the first account that never went forward with it. They're like, yeah, whatever, fuck it. Then you have this account which the f- went, uh, well, reported it that day, and then it became news the following day. But that day as well, you had two other instances. So there's technically four instances over the course of technically one day, two mm-hmm. nights that this has happened, and seemingly none of them are linked with each other, as in this family didn't know this family, they didn't plot it. It doesn't seem that way, at least. Seems random. But patterns started to emerge that could not be overlooked. Mm-hmm. Most notably, the sweet toxic fumes. Duh. The police hastily forged a possible explanation. Chloroform. Chloroform is naturally occurring. It's clear. It's slightly sweet-scented, a liquid that can knock someone out. Unlike the Hollywood movies, of course, chloroform mm-hmm. takes much longer, like five minutes mm-hmm. to do it. So when do they, you smell like chloroform to you? So when they put a rag on them for like 17 <laughs> right. seconds, they, like, that's they not how it works. Like- just pass the fuck out. Like, That's not how it works at all. Well, you know what doesn't work either? When someone gets shot in a movie and they immediately fucking drop dead. Like, unless it's a headshot. But, like, someone gets, like, shot in the stomach and they just, like, fall to the fucking floor dead. And I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, this is so fucking unrealistic. Like, come on. Give me some, like, pain or something. Let yeah. me watch that person die in Bleed agony. Bleed out or something. I'm just like... Like, when I see cars fly to the moon. Hmm. So unrealistic. Or space. 
(laughs) (laughs) Fuck physics. Yeah. So a small amount of chloroform could lead to lethargy, could be feeling very weak, and paralysis could even happen, although it usually attacks the respiratory system and not so much the legs. I'm trying to talk with a detailed story, and fucking Cassandra and Josh are playing with gummy worms. (laughs) I just wanted to try and throw one in his face. I know, and back there? Yeah. (laughs) Look, I can get it in mine. Unfortunately for the police, chloroform evaporates quickly once it is exposed to the air, so finding evidence would be impossible. But some good news for the police is that chloroform was very hard and very dangerous to get a hold of. Therefore, the mad gasser would have to have... Look for the source. It would have to have been purchased, you know, perhaps stolen, maybe. Uh, check the supply from some sort of dealer. The dealer has to have, you know, a permit, has to be authorized to carry it. The receipts. Exactly. You know, look for receipt records, perhaps even check the inventory of whatever store can claim to have them. You know, if that guy's like, well, I had five by the evening of yesterday, and now I have four, and I haven't sold any, so... Weird. Yeah. Essentially, that's what they had to do. Now, Mrs. Ryder, however, knew what chloroform smelled like and expressed to the police that chloroform was not in any way the substance that was used. Yeah, no, the fact that she just knows what it smelled like. You think mm. she does it to herself? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if I, I was that kind in of the fetish? 40s, if I was alive in the 40s, and I had to deal with that just pass the time i probably just want to be like unconscious for most of it yeah imagine your husband just giving you a lip and you're like you know what no no i'm not not doing this today i'm just gonna do this sounds pretty nice Mm -hmm. all right talk to you later frank my thing is like (laughs) like i have no idea like what is chloroform just like generally used for um, I'm not sure. Like aside from the movies, yeah, I have no idea. Aside from no shit, that's the, the only use out. we know of it because we're dumb. <laughs> is just to no. knock people out, right? To kidnap someone. So it's been impossible for me to find whether the police believed Mrs. Ryder or not, or if they conducted an investigation that ended nowhere. Because we do know that they came to the belief that chloroform was not used, but I am not sure if they went the route of investigating it and finding that it didn't work, or if they just just believed Mrs. Ryder. Which is not very good investigative skill. Yeah. What's up, Josh? So, So chloroform is used in some refrigerant, solvent, and chemical manufacturing. And Wonder Bread. That's pretty broad. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Also, it is used in the building, paper, and board industry, and in pesticides and film production. It is used as a solvent for lacquers, floor polishes, resins, adhesives, Alkaloids, fats, yep. oil, and rubber. Hmm. The more you know. Wow, seems like so it's seems almost a, anything it synthetic. Seems to be a necessity, yeah. apparently. I'm just sure used in you know moderation or different like doses. It's yeah. Don't huff it. So like don't huff it, guys. So like most plague-like incidents, attacks, problems, etc., whatever, that can cause panic on a larger scale, the Mattoon police tried to keep these reports localized and somewhat under wraps so fear would not spread. But if it's not done by the police. It's always done by someone else, Mm -hmm. some other faction of society that just goes with the flow and doesn't care if they fear monger or what. Cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. (laughs) Imagine Facebook being a thing, being like... (laughs) Oh my God, the media. So the Mattoon Journal Gazette headline from the following morning newspaper read, Anesthetic Prowler on Loose. And it has an article detailing Mrs. Carney and daughter first victims and it goes on to say a lot of shit and i'm even not gonna that's read it. a cooler name what the, the anesthetic, anesthetic prowler yeah even yeah. that's cooler yeah like, that's a pretty cool name or farty marty <laughs> the article details the events of mrs carney and her daughter and captivated readers as they could talk now in diners 
barbershops, drugstores, bars, wherever they wanted, even at home, about nothing but what the news called the Mad Gasser for about two weeks. They're like, ooh, God said, let's talk about shit. Saturday, though, Sunday, even Monday, came and went without incident. As soon as that newspaper dropped, it just seemed like the Mad Gasser dropped off the face of the earth. Now, the terror that was the Mad Gasser leaving people... <laughs> breathless, you like that, was finally easing up as people started to believe that perhaps it was some mundane explanation or freak accident that occurred and not some crazed anesthesiologist or murderous apparition hell-bent on death. That was until the night of Tuesday, September 5th, when Mrs. Beulah Cordes and her husband, Carl, discovered a wet rag on their front porch once they'd returned home from work. Cordes. <laughs> she picked it up. Ew. Why the fuck and did you pick up a random... No, fucking the bitch did yeah, She did. Just no, the bitch did Literally, the line, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it really simple and just put, she picked it up and sniffed it. And that's what she did. How fucking... One, why would you touch it? What if it was like a pee rag? What was, was a cum it, rag? That's what I'm saying. Like, how fucking gross is that? What if they had a child just, you know, up in the fucking top room and they were just like, oh, just threw it out the window like, ew, and it's all like, as it hit the front porch. Ew. And she's like, what the hell is this? Ah! Ugh. So gross. It smells so. like your father. Ew! <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Carl, this smells like you. It smells like pineapple. <laughs> Carl. Immediately, though, Sorry. she began to feel weak in her legs. She described the she feeling. She was like just taken aback by the smell of Carl. Oh, God, that <laughs> sounds gross than anything I've ever said. The smell of, of Carl. <laughs> oh my god so oh, as i was Jesus. saying <laughs> she described the feeling as an electrical current that went through her body and settled at her knees beulah she fell like she's to excited. the floor struggling her husband moved her inside and she started to vomit and dicked blood. her down oh <laughs> shit what a sight that is watching a husband and wife go at it while the wife just blows chunks of blood out <laughs> Hell. Oh god. It's like a little fucking alien gonna burst out of her chest too while we're at it. Maybe. God, Carl, <laughs> what is going on in that home, buddy? Anyway, she started to vomit blood and somewhat move uncontrollably. He, Carl, Carl, called a local physician while he watched his wife's lips swell and blister as she screamed in agony. Did 911 as, not exist? As quickly as the symptoms manifested, they faded. By the time that the physician arrived, Beulah felt fine besides the burning sensation on her mouth and in the back of her throat. By the way, 911 did not start until 1968. Yeah, but there were still numbers to call for like police. Yeah, but like shit. not 911. Like, not as hello, we know it today. Yeah, for them to take 20 minutes to get there. That's besides the point, Josh. Okay. The police got wind of the incident and investigated. <laughs> The police chief <laughs> just walk out their door. Like, I smell hey, crime. <laughs> the police chief sent the rag to the Illinois State Police Laboratory, where it could be analyzed and hopefully confess to what chemicals were used and ultimately expose the mad gasser's weapon of choice. What do you think crime <laughs> smells like? I f I'm picking up like Doritos. Doritos and Game Fuel Mountain Dew. No, that's like a Kyle. Like crime is just. Why like wouldn't a, Why wouldn't it smell like Kyle? I don't know. I'm just getting like a it's solid nacho Dorito smell for crime. No, Josh, what do you think? What do you think I, crime? I have no like? idea. Like a green Jolly Rancher. What the I don't fuck? Know. I'm just curious. I feel like you're like pinpointing on certain individuals. 
what the who who smells like green Jolly Ranchers? I don't Josh? know. <laughs> Somebody is listening. Like I smell like green Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> well, then you fucking smell good. That's true. The fuck. That's true. <laughs> so you think crime smells good? Yeah. Like mm, some crime. <laughs> Let's go get it. So what I wonder about this part is the rag that was on the front porch. How long it could possibly have been there? Right. Because within minutes. You would think that any chemical that was on that rag would just evaporate. What time of day was right. this? Evening, as they were getting home, Pro- so you possibly would think night. If it's been sitting in the sun all day, it'd be relatively warm. Yeah, unless but that's the mad- if it's been in the sun. Yeah. True, unless the mad gas was somehow just staked out all night, and then when they pulled in the driveway, he just like <laughs> fucking threw it over there. That's I don't like know. A t-shirt cannon. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. That part's a little odd to me. Uh, the police got another hit with the Mad Gasser case when a skeleton key and tube of lipstick were found in the Cordes' yard. Whoa. Both items really confused the town. <laughs> it was originally thought to be a male culprit, but perhaps with the lipstick, it I'm was sorry, actually a woman. Lipstick. Well, a especially fuck. back then, they probably didn't want to. Or maybe hey. he was and he was felt feeling pent-up anger. There have, could be. There have, been, cr- there have been people that cross-dressed Oh, I know. Trust me. Yeah, you think that that's like a recent thing? Yeah. No. Gay people have been around forever. And so have trans people. And so, you know, non-binary people, they've been around forever, man. I'm sure they have. Or this person was really good at just throwing off trails and just knew to drop things. He's like, (laughs) what fuck with people? What if it was a mistake the whole time? It was actually chapstick. Could that easily could or be? Or maybe too. his girlfriend was like, "Hey, babe, can I put my lipstick in your pocket? Like my purse is full." Because I and think then he forgot sure. it. Because I mean, sure. there, there is something else that's found. I think it was the later, like one of the later instances when they find the footprint. Yep. 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 Josh, don't spoil it. What the fuck? I'm just fucking God dick. I'm not spoiling it. I'm just saying. Well, now it's I coming. know there's a footprint. So you don't know I what kind of footprint. But now I'm excited. excited. Now, the skeleton key was tested throughout the Cordis' home, but to no avail. Now, it, from what I heard, is it didn't unlock any doors, but perhaps it could have unlocked something else. Windows, maybe? maybe some or it belonged kind of to somebody else's house. Weird cellar. I'm True. Say, or it could be like a door for like literally anything else that they didn't try. Well, they did also go around to some of the other nearby victims' homes, and it never worked there either. So what the skeleton key was for it still baffles because there's a nothing that trunk ever under a floorboard somewhere with like hearts in it. No, no shit. There's saying nothing ever that comes back out back a about about secret Don. hideout. I can't yeah. even fucking talk. Skeleton key and the lipstick. Mm-hmm. That's about where they just lie in the story. Sounds sexy. Besides the cortices, there was another attack that night. After hearing something outside her bedroom window, Mrs. Leonard Burrell was hit by the sudden smell of the toxic gas that had been the talk around town. And following close behind was the feeling of paralysis. She fully recovered just like the others, but what didn't was the public scare that the Mad Gasser produced. Just like that, the town was back to being fear-ridden. To ease the locals, a suspect who was traveling down a dark alleyway late that night around the Cordes' home was apprehended. The man claimed to be lost, but police didn't believe it. The man also claimed not to be the Mad Gasser or have any relation to the criminal as he had absolutely no knowledge of what the Mad Gasser even was. What? Therefore, I, I couldn't. I could. Who, me? Who, me? No, me. Couldn't be. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> Therefore, he was let go after being detained for as long as he could legally be held for on no evidence or any connection. Then came a turn for the worse. The night of Wednesday, September 6th, seven attacks were conducted. Seven. 
on the residents of Mattoon. That's more than you can count on one hand. That's true. For some people. For some people. Yeah, I could do so much shit with seven fingers. Are you kidding me? Right? You imagine how good of a guitar player you could be? Yeah, I could actually be good. Okay, so one was a restaurant manager who had closed up shop and headed home for the night. She returned to her apartment and immediately noticed a pungent smell, and within seconds, the gas had taken effect. She collapsed, nauseous and paralyzed from the waist down. Nearby, the parents of a young girl who seemed to have fallen ill in the same way noticed a prowler looking outside her bedroom window. The figure was tall and was dressed in all black, just like what Aline Carney's husband saw. Other victims of the September 6th night are Mrs. Laura Junkin, Ardell Spangle, Mr. Fred Gobble or Goble, not sure, Mrs. Glenda Hendershot, Mr. Daniel Spoon, Mrs. Cordy Taylor, and Miss Frances Smith and Miss Maxine Smith, which apparently oh, is this the uh, are attacked multiple times. I say this is the town square incident. Eh? Oh no no no! This was just the seven attacks Josh, that were on. Spoil one more thing. Yeah, if this is the seven attacks that were on the Wednesday night. Just clarify. I was just naming the one, the restaurant manager, uh, the nearby girl, and then the other uh, okay, okay, okay. the other attack uh, victims. That's what they're called. Uh, and this, I believe, is when we see the Daily Journal-Gazette with the new uh, headline that reads, Mad Gasser adds six victims. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, no. You think he's like sitting like on a park bench somewhere in town just kind of reading it like, hell yeah, man, look at me, I'm doing a good job. Doing like the crossword on the back. <laughs> yeah. What's a six-letter word for farty man? Gasser. <laughs> That's me. Local shop owners and community leaders, amongst others, that were disgusted by the attempt at justice from law enforcement formed a militia and were now patrolling the streets of Mattoon themselves. Despite their attempts at neighborhood watch parties and law and order running through the streets, the mad gasser struck again on the following night of Thursday, September 7th. What a shitty posse. No shit. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking the other day... How much cooler it would have been if Pokemon instead of Pocket Monsters was just Pocket Posse? Wouldn't that make more sense? And then be really close to Pocket Pussy. Yeah, that would just make everybody why laugh. They avoided it. I'm guaranteed that's not why they avoided it at all. But I, I think that was that was smart on my part. Well, they should make you CEO. Then. I think I think Pokemon should be Pocket Posse. Yeah. It's really nice being in this little world all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel all the time. Y'all judge me for my weird ass thoughts. So a school principal heard a strange buzzing noise outside her bedroom window. Probably just a bee. A big, fat bumblebee. As she looked in the direction of her bedroom window for just a mere few seconds, she began to notice a blue-colored vapor creeping over her windowsill and gently falling to the floor, slowly moving towards (laughs) her. Yes, in the 1940s, vaping, yep. Yep. Uh, He's a time traveler, duh. (laughs) They exist. Yeah, and then she starts freaking the fuck out, and he's like, God damn, this woman's nuts. (laughs) Now, this is the first account where we have a color associated with the gas. So the police department immediately ruled out chloroform since it was clear. These motherfuckers breaking the Geneva Convention. What if he was putting like blueberry in there? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just saying. The story about the mad gasser of Mattoon kept getting attention. And by Friday, September 8th, it was of national interest. Since this was happening during World War II... Holy shit, did this scare more people than you would even think? Uh, yeah. All sorts of rumors and conspiracies started floating around. The townsfolk demanded that they have extra security put in place as fear of experiencing the war firsthand was upon them. 
Because you know you got Hitler and you got chemical weaponry and right. chemical warfare right. and whatnot. Hydra. And now, and now, well, yeah, they, they <laughs> Hydra. They like legitimately thought like the war is in our streets now. They mm-hmm. thought it was on their home front. They were like fucking freaking out. Well, what else would your fucking brain go to first? Yeah, because I, I mean, really you know, know, this is our this is like what two three years after Pearl Harbor attack. So who, yep. who's to say? Some newspapers allegedly wrote about secret council meetings and even the mayor putting up a reward for the capture of the phantom anesthetist. Police Commissioner Thomas Reich asked for more support from the Illinois Department of Public Safety. And at this point, I'm not entirely too sure if he asked for it because of the Matt Gasser or if he asked for it because people were really starting to fucking freak out. Uh, and guess what? The department, the Illinois Department of Public Safety, sent him in order for to aid this crisis. Guess what they gave him? Fans. Just one big industrial I fan. I said fans with an S. I want one. Just one big just industrial fan. The dead silence <laughs> stare. Just <laughs> my brain was really searching. I'm like, oh fuck, what are they called? <laughs> they sent him ten police officers and five squad cars. Yeah. Sounds about right, actually. Yay. <laughs> Another rumor that had started circulating was that the FBI got involved and that secret agents had been staking out all around town trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Perhaps there was something they were doing and they were just trying to mm. keep it under wraps. Never know with those conspiracies. Now, if you thought the night of September 6th was crazy about those seven attacks, let's see if I can do one better with the night of Friday, September 8th. Mm. It would prove to be baffling to everyone oh, in Mattoon okay. as a cloud of whatever it was befell a group of citizens located in the Mattoon Town Square. Would you like mean like an actual cloud like in the sky or just like a haze like floating in like a I'm not even imagining above that. them. I'm imagining like a low lying cloud like dry like ice kind of fog. Yes. Okay. When you say cloud I'm like oh my god this fucker has a fucking weather machine. Oh <laughs> well, that's my on god. you stupid. You said cloud. Dummy. An estimated Why are you being number me to your wife. Yeah. An estimated number puts it's those like, who fell victim <laughs> that night to the mad gasser around 70. Can you repeat that since you were laughing for the audience? An estimated number puts those who fell victim that night to the mad gasser around 70. That's how fast I want you to talk all the time. That okay, was okay, I'm just, that okay, sounded fine. like an old time. That like, was new amazing. Recorder. Thank you. It's so, no, it's so much easier for me to listen. Okay, when how about you talk this? Fast. Amongst the 70 people were a few out of town reporters that have now witnessed firsthand what happened in the Mattoon. You had to do with uh, like a transatlantic. Anyway, for anyone that was like, oh, God, damn, I'm not going to go back and listen to that again. I can't do what the fuck you're saying. Just put it on half speed, fuckers. Let's go. Whoa. Don't call whoa. our fucking reachers fuckers. I mean, you call me stupid. Yeah, but you're one of us. One, one of us. One say. of us. Well, so are Google they. God. No, they're so not. So what? You're alienating our audience? Dick. Oh, my God. Damn it. <laughs> I think of you all as my friends. I so think of you all fucked. as family. <laughs> get fucked, Cassandra. Oh, wow. I think of you more as family. I guess we're all just fucking. <laughs> I think of you as the sperm in my pee-pee. All right, well. Wouldn't nope. that be in your in your balls? Oh, true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Unless you're jizzing right He's jizzing right now. Oh, my God. People don't want to be that, Matt. Stop. Uh-oh. Ew, put it away. Oh, uh, no. Oh. Is he doing the gas Crap. thing? Is he pooping? Mm. I can't tell. He's doing it all at once. I feel relaxed. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst those 70 people were a few out-of-town reporters that have now witnessed firsthand what was happening in Mattoon. The, the yeah. fact that it sounds he, like a Star Wars planet. The, it does. The <laughs> fact that 70 people That's crazy. got affected by like 
this one individual in the estimated get, yeah estimated, estimated but didn't get caught i mean obviously it could have also been more than one person we'd have no idea but it's just it's crazy maybe it was just like a fucking rad storm from fallout who knows oh maybe oh yeah sounds smart superintendent of the illinois department of public safety speculated that the prowler was quote-unquote mentally unbalanced but also intelligent possibly brilliant the man is a nut so sherlock holmes yes <laughs> With that statement not helping anybody and fear of the phantom paralyzer running rampant, the locals called for the resignation of police chief C.E. Coles. And it only got worse for him as the lab work for the rag that Beulah Cortez, or excuse me, Cortez had discovered came in. The results were inconclusive. And why were they inconclusive? Maybe just some weird little mishap? Well, the evidence had been stored for 60 hours before being sent off to be tested and any chemical that could have been on that rag apparently just evaporated. Wow, that's shitty. Biggest clue they had was now worthless. Didn't even matter. Nice. On the following day, Saturday, September 9th, locals were so unpleased with the job that the police department was doing, they decided to take matters into their own hands and organize a mass protest to put even more pressure on the police department to find and arrest the assailant. So history repeats itself. Yep. And <laughs> at this time, we have another um, uh, newspaper article. Mattoon gets jitters from gas attacks. <laughs> On the Jitterbug. <laughs> Jitterbug. Yeah, I was just going to do that. <laughs> on the night of September 10th, some of the residents of Mattoon went to the local theater, probably to get their minds off of things, you know, what's been going on, but it did not work. About halfway through the feature, a woman started to smell something. Oh, God. It wasn't popcorn. No. wasn't just body odor from being crammed in that little fucking room. It was something sweet. Losing her shit now, oh God. she raised awareness of what is going on. The other attendees got up from their seats. The crowd started pushing and shoving their way out of the movie theater because, after all, the mad gasser attacked the town square, which, you know, he mm -hmm. normally doesn't do. So why wouldn't he attack a small, enclosed little movie theater? The woman later checked into the hospital but was caught off guard by what the doctors had discovered. Her symptoms weren't like any other, for she seemed to have none. Also, records show that no one else seemed to have checked into the hospital that night. So at this point, is it just like kind of like mass hysteria? Just Quite possibly. Only her. She was the only one. And it was believed that she just had an anxiety attack. I mean, Aww. you are in, again, I mean, a I tight little spot. People scared. probably wearing cologne and perfume and everything and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a thousand sickly sweet smells out there. Snow caps. Yeah. Sweethearts. <coughs> this Josh incident. Dying. Josh time. <laughs> This incident gave the police chief just what he needed to hopefully put an end to the mad gasser of Mattoon. Fucker. The following day, police chief Cole announced that they would not be taking any more calls and reports on the mad gasser. That is, unless whoever claims that such an attack took place would consent to a medical exam. They oh. would have to prove that their symptoms were real, and if they didn't agree to it, they could potentially face a night in jail. Nice. To the police chief's delight, though, calls dramatically dropped. The woman from the theater was publicly shamed, oh and God. no one else wanted that. Well, yeah. Let alone a forced examination or a night in jail. But see, this theory that it was high anxiety or even mass hysteria discounts the shadowy figures that are reported. It discounts the mysterious cloth, skeleton key, and tube of lipstick that were found, or that even people shared a similar story you know, when they weren't publicly known about. Now, despite the inconsistencies and holes in their theories, the police did, in fact, keep investigating. 
They even arrested two men who later proved to be innocent and ultimately releasing, uh, released them as two houses were gassed while they were being detained. Quote, unquote, gassed. Now, some more accounts from that same night. Uh, that evening, Violet Driscoll and her daughter Ramona heard sounds outside of one of the windows, excuse me, their windows, and soon after noticed a shadowy figure seemingly trying to get in. A sickly sweet scent that wafted into the room moments later and the two ran for the front door in order to get outside for fresh air and call for help. However, the few seconds that Ramona was exposed to the fumes was enough to induce vomiting. Now, just down the road, I'm not actually sure if this was the same night or a different night, though, the Smith sisters were done for the night. You know, they'd done their daily chores and whatnot, and they're preparing for bed when they started to smell the same type of odor, and within seconds, they became violently ill as well. We do not know, though, if the Smiths or the Driscolls took a medical exam, even reported it. In. Now, on September 11th, 1944, Officers responded to a call from Mrs. Bertha Bentz, who woke up in the middle of the night realizing with terror that she had left her bedroom window open and that the mad gasser had taken advantage of her. Mrs. Bertha Bentz quickly developed the full array of symptoms. She called out for help. Her two sons woke up and ran into her aid. She told them what was happening, so the boys ran outside for help and to find the mad gasser. As they ran to the side of the house where their mother's bedroom was, they both noticed a short, heavy-set person sprinting away, and before the two boys could get a good look, the prowler was gone. That's so annoying. I, I immediately thought Henry Zabrowski from last podcast <laughs> on the left. <laughs> Just like his, the voice he gives for like the, uh, oh, Spring Hill Jack. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And imagine him just hopping away like, did you know Alcatraz and Spanish meant pelican? <laughs> oh, God. The following morning, the brothers investigated outside their mother's window and found the perfect imprint of a woman's high-heeled shoe. Oh. The style was actually popular at the time for women in the workforce, which didn't help too much, but it was the second piece of evidence that suggests the mad gasser was a woman. Bertha remembered when she laid eyes upon the burglar and suggested that it was a woman in man's clothing. The next day, Police Chief Cole issued a statement to the Mattoon Journal-Gazette contradicting everything that Bertha had said and instead claiming with newfound reason that the quote-unquote culprit of these crimes was caused by a local factory, Atlas Imperial. What's that saying? Hell knows... Hell knows no wrath like a woman scorned. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. I, I think she's got it. She is a woman, so she probably knows it. She probably I got do. a tattoo. I don't even Bitch, know about I it. I fucking know. He went on to say that the fumes that are created from the war work being produced by the factory had large amounts of carbon tetrachloride and that the odor could travel across the city as the winds shifted and blew. Of course, the plant manager denied his allegation and even conjured a city health official to issue a letter well, stating... Yeah, that's fucking harmful to your business. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Issued a letter stating that Cole's theory was impossible and that the factory had safety measures in place to prevent the gas from escaping. There was no evidence that any gas had escaped, and even if it did, small amounts of the gas are harmless and would just evaporate in the air. There was no way that gases from their plant could even reach town and cause any problems without the factory and its employees noticing it. And come it. with weird people. And even if it did reach, I mean, we know within minutes, the chloroform would evaporate. I mean, goddamn, this would evaporate within minutes before probably even hitting the town. But after that night, the attacks from the mad gasser of Mattoon stopped. 
with everyone's fingers pointing at somebody else, and no matter what actions were taken to stop the criminal, it seemed impossible to stop the absurd attacks. But they did, as if all on their own. They did it themselves. Without any leads, no rock hard evidence, or any reason to push any investigations, the police closed the case. Did you really fucking laugh at rock hard? <laughs> I did too. What in the hell? It's funny. 33 people have reported gas attacks over the course of 12 days. The only people arrested and brought down for questioning were exonerated once it was known that the attacks were still happening while they were being detained. Most questions remain unanswered. Who or what was it? What chemicals were used? It was an alien. How did they hit so many homes and attack so many people? It was a fucking weather balloon. These oh my god! <laughs> swamp gas. <gasps> swamp gas. Swamp ass. I hate you. These questions, of course, lie on the probability that there was a mad gas or a mattoon at all. Now, I do have another <laughs> report here on September 16th, 1944 of supposedly the mad gasser. But, uh, oh boy, is it a wild. Okay. Edna James told the Chicago Herald American that she was awakened in the hours of the early morning and could smell a sweet perfume-like scent. <laughs> what the fuck is that? She was able to locate the smell coming from her kitchen as she followed <gasps> its invisible trail. I imagine just like floating. Yes, like in the, com- yeah, in the like cartoons. Yeah, like in cartoons. And, like you smell grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts entered her mind if she had left food out, maybe the refrigerator or perhaps a cabinet door was open. <laughs> is your refrigerator running? You better go catch it. Don't but, bitch. But all seemed normal. Mm. However, what didn't seem normal was what she saw standing next to her refrigerator. (gasps) It was an enormous, ape-like man that had facial warts, long arms, and made grunting sounds. So Bigfoot? Oh my god, it's Harry and the (laughs) Henderson. He looked (laughs) like a Neanderthal, according to Edna. (laughs) Thank you for saying it right. Thank you. He always has a Once he noticed her, he pulled out a large gun, raised it high, <laughs> I you say banana. and shot. <laughs> you I are so like, mean. You said he, you literally said he looked like Bigfoot. I don't know. And and your connection is? Hmm? Did you not say he was like a big ape-like man? Like I literally you picture a Stereotyping. Bigfoot. How could you? Oh my God. You, you thought he was like hairy. Like Those literal- are our ancestors, Cassandra. How dare you speak I ill mean, of them? I too like bananas. Yeah. They're pretty cool. I don't like my Mario Kart, but I do like to eat potassium, them. Potassium, bitch. Hell yeah. Actually, kiwis K. have more, more potassium. K. What? Kiwis have more potassium than bananas. Oh, fuck. Yeah, but see, banana, like, I get more out of it. There's a lot of work into a kiwi. No, it's not. You cut it in half and you eat it with a spoon. Yeah, and a banana, I can literally just go, be a man, eat it with the peel. <coughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So yeah, he pulled out a large gun, he raised it high, and he shot gas into the air. Like I said, he's a fucking Batman (laughs) villain. Like a super soaker, but with just (laughs) gas. Immediately, Edna felt dizzy and fell to the floor. When she was able to look up, she saw that the beast was gone. (gasps) Shocker. Two days later, Edna claimed to have witnessed the beast again. She owned and operated the Lincoln Inn and was working the front desk when suddenly he appeared in the front lobby. Fear overcame her as she tried to find an escape route. But while she panicked, she did notice that no one else was panicking. Even, <laughs> the, people, even the people sitting in the lobby right next to the ape-like man <laughs> didn't fucking Maybe seem to care at all. fucking hairy guy. Like, come on. And before she could pick up the phone and call the police, the strange ape man had disappeared. Choosing not to be ridiculed by, by, <laughs> by police. Oh, why would that happen? She took her story to the newspaper 
where she claimed that the mad gasser was neither a man or a woman. But in my but in my own words, a spectral Sasquatch wizard armed with a toxic experimental flatulence cannon. Dope. You're such a wordsmith. I'm pretty sure no one in Mattoon, Illinois, had that on their 1944 bingo card. I'm pretty sure. So that is basically it for the story of Mattoon. Illinois, the, mad, right. the mad gasser over the course of a little more than a week, a bunch of people just got basically farted on and we're just <laughs> I, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I do love how, you know, they blame a factory and the guy's just like, oh, no, it couldn't be us because, you know, that's how they always respond. Right. Yeah. Like when Way uh, Wayfair got like accused of selling children and then they're like, guys, we didn't sell children. And then Facebook's like, guys, they said they didn't. So then they like hid everything content wise saying that they did because it was fact checked. That's actually fact checkers or or like Chernobyl. And they're like, oh. We're not right. leaking. Exactly. No, Obviously, we're assuming that Wayfair didn't traffic children. But still, uh, like all they had to do was go, but, guys, we didn't. And everyone's like, oh, shit, they didn't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's a great instance of where people trying to find basically uh, confirmation bias yeah. and trying to figure out like what works for their narrative to say that, oh, yeah, Wayfair does traffic children. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When it first came out, it was pretty fucking compelling. <laughs> it was funny it that was you brought it compelling. onto the podcast yeah. as we were was, talking. Because I was just like, oh, shit. This is fucked up. I got to tell Matt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now for the rest of this episode, we're going to talk about, obviously, some theories and why they work and why they don't work. Just like we always do. Yay. Atlas Imperial Diesel Engine Company plant. All right. The say one, that five times fast. Uh, Do know, it right now. Know. Go. Is someone going to say something like that every episode? Every past episode, like, I say that I literally have already five. thought say it like three times, times on other things, but I didn't. I, I mm, contained myself. Yeah. Josh did it today. I'm, I'm going to fucking start tallying I'm on the board. I'm usually not the one that says it. So That's know. true. That's true. I know. So Cole, the police chief, issued a statement about the company's use of carbon tetrachloride and invisible sweet-smelling fumes. Uh, it was used in the plant's fire extinguishers, insect repellent, even a fumigant. In the past as well, carbon tetrachloride was widely used as a cleaning fluid in industry and dry-cleaning establishments as a degreasing agent and in households as a spot remover for clothing, furniture, and carpeting. The EPA has classified it as a possible carcinogen and that it could possibly produce short-term symptoms like nausea, Vomiting Harper, and headaches, upset stomach, diarrhea. Hey, Pepto Bismol. <laughs> Is it hay or yay? I thought it was a like, yay. I thought it was hay. Uh -oh. I have no idea. Conspiracy. Google. Someone do it. Sorry, I Someone really do. had to. But it, it, but it leaves out the big one paralysis. Mandela effect. Okay. I mean, this sounds good. The theory sounds good, of course. But the plant manager did refute the police chief statement. I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, and like I said earlier, he brought in a health official that said everything was fine. If it was carbon tetrachloride, I don't think it was coming from the plant. Now, if the plant did release the noxious gas, everyone would get sick. Yeah, I was going to say, it would have affected way it would, more people. It wouldn't be so concentrated on like one room. Well, and at that point, you would have been able to kind of pinpoint it because it would have been like, okay, these families live closest to the factory, so they're going to get hit first. Yeah, exactly. You'd be able to kind of plan it out. Or at least out. you would think. Like the, like the remake of The Crazies. That's how they figured out whose house was going to get hit because of the water supply. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You are correct. But I know my movies. Also, the attacks, they happened at night. And what was primarily closed during the night? Atlas Imperial. They weren't even operating for most of the night. So, except for that one. Yeah. Like, yay, Pepto Bismol? It says, yeah. Yeah, Pepto. Ew. I know. I like, hey, Fuck better. that. Wow, you both were wrong. I know. 
That, oh, that never happens. Me wrong. God. Me wrong? <gasps> Mandela. Us wrong? That, that was right. I know. My dad always used to be like, you know, I thought I was wrong once, but I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, old people, man. Uh, but we, we love it. them. Now we know where Matt gets his humor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that it probably was not Atlas Imperial. I agree. I feel like that if it was, you would easily be able to tell find the source they might have something that some sort of agent that if inhaled by a human could produce some of the symptoms even though i'm sure there's a lot of agents and chemicals out mm-hmm. there that can produce the same types right. of symptoms it's just kind of the normal body to fucking start vomiting if it's got something it doesn't want in there like mustard gas or some shit. sure huh. agent man gassy <laughs> agent man <laughs> so i'm gonna say no to the atlas imperial so next I'm going to touch on is MPI, Massive Psychogenic Illness, or as you said earlier, Mass Hysteria. Mass Hysteria. Usually Mass Hysteria traces back to a traumatic event among the community, and it commonly occurs in populations experiencing severe anxiety. And what was going on in 1944? The war. World War II. With this... People are high strung, obviously. Uh, no, yeah. they're more paranoid than ever. This is almost, I feel like, Josh, you and I are talking about Battle of Los Angeles again. Uh, yeah. This is basically the same thing. People had no idea. Oh, fuck, they're firing, so fuck it. I'm going to fire too. Yeah, exactly. They believe that a noise outside their window could be the prowler when it could have been a raccoon. You know, it could have been just a bird. It could have been whatever. Or Samwise Gamgee just trimming some leaves. Yeah. Sorry, Lord of the Rings <laughs> reference. <laughs> hey, it happens sometimes. I understand. Like I said earlier... It could have been like like the lady in the theater who thought she was smelling the gas. Could have been a perfume from someone nearby, you know. And also, like I said earlier, this is confirmation bias, even there, if it's in mass hysteria. There are people that wear perfume when they walk by me. I'm like, oh god, I'm being attacked. Mm-hmm. We all know those What's, people. What was the elder, elderly Louise, elderly Louise. woman in our, at our work that was there? The moment for that a bitch months. clocks in, you know she's Holy there. They're super yeah. nice, but goddamn, there are like, some that ugh. you can like follow the trail. Yes. I'm just like, oh, that's it's okay. like usually that like really pungent like floral smell too, like old lady like baby powder mixed with roses. Yeah. Oh god, so gross. Yeah. So even during mass hysteria, you can have confirmation bias, obviously. Mm-hmm. You're paranoid that there's something outside your window. You hear something out your window. You think it's them. You know, easily as that. It's just the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation of one's existing beliefs or theories. So you have the trauma, the war, you know, the gas attacks brought it to their home front, which is the severe anxiety that they were inducing um, or being induced with. You know, you basically have all the ingredients you need for an MPI. One common trope with the MPI is that it seems to actually affect women more often than men. Now, we do have every story that I mentioned, it seemed to target a woman first, unless you're, what's your name? What's her name? Cordis that picked up the rag first. Maybe Carl <laughs> could have done it. Who knows? Carl. But if you've paid attention, perhaps by me telling the story, um, it's in World War II, so most of the men are off at are off into the war. So there's already not going to be as many men around than women. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, husbands, boyfriends, loved ones in general, they would just be out there, you know, doing their thing. Well, I feel like also, and I don't know, but I just feel like, if it, I don't know if this is a girl thing or not, but I feel like a lot of girls I know are just more like highly aware of the situation that they're in at all times. Like well, just more alert, like... Where's the door? Who's coming through the door? And I feel what's like, going on? What's the weather like outside? Like always just like 
And I feel like a lot like of on, like not on edge, alert. but just like ex- yeah, like aware, like of danger looming. Okay. <laughs> and it could be something with like the genetics too. But I know a lot of women that their senses, like of smell, are mm-hmm. tend to be heightened. So that could be also be a thing too. Like maybe they, they I, picked it up I first. I am so sensitive to smells. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, it sometimes makes me sick. But yeah. Yeah. Like, see exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we're just more sensitive creatures. I mean, the whole idea of mass hysteria being um well hysteria comes from the word of a woman's womb like yep. like hysterectomy Greek. hysteria yeah exactly so well that's kind of sexist but whatever that's beside the point well i mean back in the days i mean a woman would come in having a panic attack and they'd mm-hmm. be like oh, you're she's fucking a witch. you're fucking hysterical shit like that <laughs> yeah like, she's a witch no literally yeah. they'd be like oh you can read oh insane asylum oh you have a pimple insane asylum i mean like, a definition oh, you're a woman insane asylum one of the definitions i found for mass mass hysteria was basically women experiencing uh, a sort of medical condition kind of like anxiety or paranoia or um, delirium, something like that, that men didn't like to deal with. Like that's in the definition. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And literally history says white people hate black people and men hate women. Like it's that simple. Like says it a lot. It does. Literally. (laughs) So let's rewrite history. Okay. okay. We're trying. We're, we're, we're trying. <laughs> we're doing our best. We're trying. Slowly but surely we'll get there, hopefully. I love all people. But just like... Including me. The, uh, yeah. Well, with mass hysteria, we talked about Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned it countless times. Mm-hmm. What's the one we've always mentioned? The Dancing Plague of 1518. Started by a woman. We have the War of the Worlds podcast. Uh-huh. Mm, yep. We have... Podcast? Did I say podcast? Yeah, like a, broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough, I guess. Uh, yeah, right? I mean. Oh, kind of God. No, yeah, shit, radio, radio cast was. Right. Mm. We have the June bug incident of 1962. I heard this from one particular podcast. And basically, a woman uh, working in a, uh, I think, a textile factory opened up a box and all of a sudden started to feel ill. And she noticed what looked to be a bug bite on her. Mm. So that fear started spreading around. People were fucking freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to leave and go get tested and whatnot, and it caused such a delay on the company. They had to shut down for a while before oh everyone could come back. <laughs> but they found out that there was absolutely nothing. No one had bug bites. No one had some sort of disease or something going on. First girl being like, "Oh my god, I was so embarrassed." Well, another part about the <laughs> whole she get fired mass hysteria with women thing is that ninety like five percent of the people, the employees at that time. Uh, during that event, were women. Well, I feel like especially, you know, in back in the day, like jobs were either mostly men or mostly women. That's a woman's job. That's a man's job. They weren't as intermixed as before. That's so a good point. I did not I'm, think of. That's what I'm so like. Okay, yeah, like at a hospital, you know, all the employees, sure, they're probably fucking women. All the nurses are going to be women because that's what women did. And if you work in a factory, it's going to be all the guys. Like that's just. <laughs> They said separ- like it was, makes sense. You couldn't be a woman just go into a fucking factory. I mean, you probably you could, but it was very unlikely. Yeah, it's it's yeah, funny it you say that until we got Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because in the textile factory, I do believe this was like the um, Wait, didn't clothing. Turn out though, that's like what fucked up. No, just go ahead. I think uh, it dealt with the clothing department. Yeah, so there and you obviously go. people probably more so associate that with women. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have 
this incident in Welsh, Louisiana, in 1962, where students, uh, with students' sexual activity under close scrutiny by school officials and following rumors of mandatory pregnancy tests, 21 girls and one boy in grades 6 to 11 were affected by seizures and other symptoms over six months, supposedly just mass hysteria. Uh, we have satanic panic and fucking daycare. Sounds like a dope band name. Well, fucking um, Sabrina. Oh. The band was Satanic Panic in there. Oh, shit, it yeah. is. Okay. You know, we have the daycare sex abuse that goes on with Satanic Panic. Um, there's an old, there's even a Pokemon episode that aired in like 97 in Japan where tens of thousands of kids were said to have seizures and like epilepsy just mm. go nuts. But I mean, maybe, so was that like proven also? I, I still think it's like a myth oh, that it okay. happened. But where a mass hysteria doesn't make sense at all uh, when it comes to this case, especially, is the first report right. of an attack that was eerily similar, similar excuse me, to the first actual report. Mm -hmm. And the other two that I mentioned, the four that had no idea about each other, um, without knowing the two incidents, how did these two families ex experience such frighteningly like similar details? Uh, mass hysteria usually has a clear trigger event. Uh, and Mattoon did not have a clear trigger event. There was no reason for all of a sudden this to happen. Uh, at least three initial victims reported feeling nearly identical symptoms, and those attacks occurred before their stories started circulating and could say, uh, and you could say, that it was almost impossible for those people to have all known each other. I already said that like a thousand times. Perhaps Chief Cole just wanted to close the case, and he may have let sexist assumptions and judgments persuade himself. So the author of probably the most notable book on the um, the account, The Mad Gasser of Mattoon, Dispelling the Hysteria, the author Scott Maruna. He came up with a a couple interesting details in his work on the book, which I tried to find because I thought, well, maybe I'll buy and read it. Uh, can't find it anywhere. Found one copy on Amazon for $350. Oh, not buying it. Definitely but I did, out of print. <laughs> did find a PDF. Nice. Didn't get to read it all, but oh. I did get to scour through a little bit of it and found some things that I haven't heard anywhere else. So Scott Maruno, a high school chemistry and physics teacher in Jacksonville, explains the terror in his book, The Madcaster Mattoon, Dispelling the Hysteria. And one interesting piece of information is about a field study conducted in 1944 by Donald M. Johnson. And Donald, he submitted it to the Journal of Abnormal and Social Psychology in 1945. Now, in this, he's basically just detailing the events of what happened in, uh, in Mattoon and chalking up to be mass hysteria. And all the things I've said, all the tropes of mass hysteria, oh, it's always women, yada, yada. He's leading with that. He purposely left out, though, many of the names of men that were part of his study. It also failed to mention that only four out of the 33 reported victims were subjected to medical exams and deemed hysteric. So there's 20, what, nine people that we really don't know about, but he failed to mention that. Uh, he did He did mention that some victims did experience physical problems and such, but basically labeled them as unreliable witnesses. And I interesting... I love when an asshole comes in and yeah. just like twists it all Trying up to make a better and... name for himself, it really yeah. seems. An interesting tidbit of info here is that Johnson was having trouble finding willing participants in order to conduct his study off of eyewitness testimonies. Probably because people knew what he was doing <laughs> right. and didn't want to be called fucking crazy and exactly. whatnot and be manipulated and such. Uh, essentially, no one wanted to be part of something that could make them out to be crazy and whatever else since Johnson, uh, excuse me, Johnson was purposely made out to discredit the victims. However, he did find some people that would participate. And guess who those people were? The police chief, Cole, oh, and sake. some fellow officers. Of course. Cole, who wanted this entire mad gasser dilemma over with and chalked up to be mass hysteria in the first place. 
They provided Johnson with the testimonies that they had gathered, even though the police force didn't have any information mm -hmm. of uh, any any evidence, any proof themselves. So that's all he had to base off of. Possibly he had some sexist judgments and, and such and allegations or Possibly. assumptions, excuse me, just like the police chief did. Something else, though, that's really, really interesting that if this is really true, I I don't know what to think anymore. Something else that Scott Maruna gets into with his book is the possibility that the Mad Gasser was an actual person, which is what Scott Maruna believes, and I'll tell you why. Living in Mattoon at that time was a town genius, apparently, mm -hmm. who could be found with, quote-unquote, his nose buried in books at his family's grocery store. It's Granger Taylor. Farley Llewellyn. <laughs> apparently drank too much, and he kept a secret laboratory behind his parents' store where he would experiment with various chemicals. That's hilarious. One time. Sounds like an origin story if I've ever heard oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, an explosion from his lab rocked the neighborhood. Maroon, <laughs> and superpowers. <laughs> Maruna says Farley, the obvious chemical genius behind the Gath's synthesis, was the real gasser. In a fit brought on by mental instability and years of pent-up rage against a town that would not and could not accept him, Farley tinkered and toyed with various organic solvents in an attempt to create for a suitable weapon. That's it. I'm going with that I mean, one. If, I don't care. I mean, no, if I, that's true. I believe it fully. I don't care how comic book-esque that sounds like. That is amazing. I felt like it no was shit, a real right? person from the beginning. Like, I never once felt it's, like it wasn't yeah, a real person. It's very, very hard for me to think that it's Just mass like hysteria. Unless, yeah. unless, because I mean, a mass uh, hysteria, you're not always seeing something. Well, that's what I was going to say. Unless there's elements to mass hysteria that we have not yet solved as to. I mean, granted, we haven't really solved it yet, but perhaps there's other avenues it takes that really gets the brain going. I mean, it could, you know, it also could be if it was mass hysteria, the whole people seeing other people, that could be a whole, I don't know, maybe just a what coincidence. About, like, the blood, the puke. The passing out, the paralysis. Well, I mean, mass hysteria can I mean, make you do some crazy fucking things. Like you can blood? actually make yourself yeah. sick. I mean, yeah, you can literally make yourself sick thinking that you will be well, sick. Well, I can make myself puke, but I can't make myself puke blood. Well, who knows? You want to try? We could. Ma maybe Let's they ate right something now. red, and it was like me in the hotel that they were puking. They thought it was blood. No maybe. shit. No maybe. shit. Maybe they ate, just ate a bunch of tomatoes, raw tomatoes, because people do that and they're weird. They are. Yeah. And this was back in the forties. They, they had a lot of weird shit. True. Uh, Maruna even goes so far as to identify Farley's chemical as tetrachlorothane, a chemical with all the properties to induce the symptoms reported in the gassings. Like I said, Perfect. if this is literally true, how could you deter from it? But how could? How can we prove it's true? But I, that's the thing. I can't. The best book I got. <laughs> the best real. book that I can find on it details as a fan. That's all I got. Mm. But. If this was something happening at that time, why in the fuck did no one ever right. check it out? Maybe Unless he, they just didn't know about that at the time. Maybe he was just a time. weird kid and like everyone wanted nothing to do with them. And, Maybe. You know. I'm not sure. But if it is a gentleman named Farley Llewellyn, then God damn, he's just some crazy scientist working <laughs> out of the back of his family's grocery store. That's amazing. But like you said, an origin story, if I've ever heard one. That's like... Why couldn't my parents own a grocery store? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> what else is interesting about this mystery of the Mad Gasser being an actual assailant? Ten years before the Mattoon attacks on December 22nd, 1933, a Botetourt County, Virginia family, the Huffmans, noticed an odd smell in their farmhouse. 
his wife started feeling ill, lightheaded, nauseous, gagging. She eventually left the farmhouse, and the smell quickly did dissipate. Two hours later, however, it came right back. That's what they get for huffing, man. The <laughs> husband called the police, and once they arrived, they searched for the origin of the smell, but nothing turned up. The police went on their way, waving as they drove by. Bye, bye, Huffins. And shortly after their departure, the smell returned. This time worse than ever. His wife, two kids, as well as himself, started to feel ill. So they called a doctor. And while waiting on the doctor to show up, the kids took notice to a person running through their parents' property Ew. and suddenly disappearing. Before the doctor arrived, the family started to feel somewhat better, good enough to step outside at least, and look for the culprit. But all they found was footprints. And they were apparently a woman's high-heeled footprint. What? Footprints, sorry. Mm. There was even a similar attack in Cloverdale, Virginia, soon after. The same week, another attack happened in Troutville, Virginia. What a great place to live there. Oh, Troutville. I would hate that. The Roanoke Times reported on the incidents. Roanoke. And once that happened, it seemed to trigger the abrupt stop of that session of the attacks. Mm. Just like how when mm -hmm. it was first reported here... It abruptly stopped the mad gas. Just going until they get caught, basically. Is what yeah, and then they try like, almost like kind of rethink their plan, right, and then like pop up somewhere else. Unless there were actual incidents mm -hmm. where there was a mad gas attack, and then maybe once the newspaper reported on them, they stopped. But mass hysteria kicked in. Mm, yeah, Ooh, maybe. quite possibly. Um, so yeah, they had simply vanished, and that is until January of 1934, when seven more attacks occurred between the 11th and the 24th, and all were in Botetourt County, with everyone sharing symptoms of nausea, feeling choked, lightheaded. You get it. No one had any idea what was going on. The police stepped up their game. On January 30th, the Botetourt County Board of Supervisors offered a $500 reward for the capture of the phantom anesthetist. Also, this led to Virginia passing a law stating, quote, the release of noxious gases in public or private places was punishable for up to 20 years in prison. Nice. Damn. By February, the Roanoke Times had so many false alarms, though, uh, that they backtracked on their previous article, saying that the gas attacks were caused by that of an MPI. Mass hysteria had struck yet again. Next time you start farting, I'm just going to call the cops. <laughs> I'm going to say that prior turned into a witch hunt. Anytime somebody wrongs somebody, just be like, right. oh, they fucking gassed me, man. Yeah. yeah. There are even more gas attacks in the same similar fashion that can be found throughout the entire country, even with one couple apparently dying. Oh my gosh. The couple was found dead during a quote unquote normal routine of their day with no signs of a struggle, no trauma, no health issues, no wounds of any kind, nothing at all. And those deaths being as bizarre as they were, officials ultimately declared that they had died by asphyxiation. But it's really hard to believe that every gas attack across the country that shared these characteristics would be caused by an MPI. Right. I mean, it's almost unfathomable, but I guess it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. But it's very hard to believe. Nothing's impossible, Matthew. Not when you believe. So we have, do we think it was possibly the Atlas Imperial Diesel Engine Company? No. I don't think so. Boo. Do you think, even if it's a little maybe, that it could possibly, or even had just some kind of partake in it, if it was mass hysteria? Do you believe it all? Um, I believe, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe some of the cases could have been, but not all of them. Based off like the girl with the anxiety or whatever. I do too. But no, there was definitely a person calling around. I think, people. I think there was a person. Yeah. I think, I actually really like my theory of perhaps there was a person to start it. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit here and there and then letting mass hysteria or somebody else or some other form 
of the attacks happening that wasn't that person or person. And then maybe you had a copycat. Yeah, exactly. Oh, those, yeah, those have been around. Cats out there for yes, there have. Ever. Now, who's to say? You know, we're getting into you know the later years. People from the forties, even if they were born in the forties, they're starting to get up there in age. Mm-hmm. The person, if it was a person, and they, you know, are still when with us. To... Who knows? Maybe we'll get some deathbed confessions because exactly. there's nothing. Maybe More that I yes. like than a deathbed Me confession. Too. It depends how I mean. It depends how young they were. I mean, if you want to say somebody was, it had to be at least a teen, like late teens, I would think. I'm gonna say if we point. want if we wanted to go as mo as much as what would it be twenty two or twenty three, then this year they'd be a hundred years old. Oh, I was thinking like the youngest they could probably be. And well, no, that's I'm saying I'm saying the oldest, you know, because I'm just going to go on a limb and say a hundred is the, the limit that anyone can live. Now I'm just going to go that dumbass route. Yeah. So I'm saying perhaps if it was a person 23 or so, like I said, at the latest, and then by now it'd be a hundred years old. Mm. But like you said, if they were 17, 18, I bet they could even do it earlier. 13, 14, maybe. Dang. If you're like that. Te- the teens back then were fucking capable of way more than the Yeah, and if you're that, <laughs> you could be about 90 or close to, which people still live up to that age. I mean, look at Betty White. She's going strong. It was her. It was her. Knocked on wood. It was her. I mean, my grandpa just turned 94, so who knows? Maybe he's the bad guy. <gasps> maybe. No. Ooh, that'd be so cool. Reminds me of as that. As far uh, as I know, he's never Does he been. wear heels? No. Reminds me of that Dexter episode where he goes to that retirement yes. home and finds that really old guy yes. that committed a whole bunch of murders like decades and decades yeah. and decades ago and he found out it was him. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool to find out whoever this was, if it really was somebody. But I, I'll i keep my fingers crossed for a deathbed we confession, prob- but probably I'm won't probably not going to hear The person's it. probably already dead. Probably. They probably choked on their own gas. <laughs> no shit. They were getting it ready and they are like, this is just going to work pretty good. <laughs> fucking passed out and they just died. Fucking face planted in water and they were just done for. Yeah. Yeah. Darn. Oh, that's um, not good. But of course, we do have it possibly being Farley Llewellyn, a fucking mad scientist behind a Dollar General, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that would fall under the person category. I like that. Well, it would. I like, like I said, I can't believe that's if that's really true or not, but that's what comes from the greatest source that we have. Because even his name sounds like a fucking like comic book name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't again? it though? What was it again? Uh, Farley Llewellyn. Oh yeah. Sounds like Llewellyn. Sounds like a villain. Oh, Farley LeVillain. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, I never said it before, but we're really smart. We're so smart. We, we're really good at what we do. We are the smartest. We are. <laughs> but that's it. That's what I have for the Mad Gasser of Matoon. I think that will do it for this episode. I think so. I think we've all come to the conclusion that it was, in Definitely. fact, somebody. Oh, it was definitely the kid behind the grocery store. 100%. Oh, God, yeah. It was definitely somebody like, with a little bit of mass hysteria in there. And some magic. Because, I mean, seven attacks in one night, that's right. that's a hell of a job. That's impressive. Yeah, so I'm not sure uh, how to pull it off if it's one person. Mm. But, uh, I mean, it might be able to be you done. Just, like, squirt and go. Squirt and go. There you go. Yep. Mad Gasser Mattoon's motto, squirt and go. Squirt and go. Nice. I feel like that should be a weed killer. <laughs> anyway, so that'll do it for the Father's Reaches. If you have any questions or theories or... Or concerns. Concerns about this episode, uh, please email us at thefarthestreachespodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on social media, the Farthest Reaches on Facebook and Instagram and Official on Twitter. And with all that said, uh, you can also go to our website, 
thefarthestreachespodcast.com where you can see all of our episodes on there. You can listen to them on your computer. You can see all these reference links and you go check out the books that we've investigated and the articles that we've read. You can check out some galleries one night. We got a continuously updated we know in case there's like one gallery that doesn't show anything that's my fault uh but there's also a make contact page where it'll basically tell you if you make contact if you've seen anything or a friend has seen anything and you want to talk on their behalf or if you want to just correct us on pronunciation or just say hi then you can fill out a form, ask you for your name, whether it be a nickname or anonymous. That's completely up to you. If we are given, uh, you know, privilege to talk about your story on the web, it's totally up to you. Uh, but you can also, you know, fulfill the subject and just whatever your story you want to be. And we mention that because listener tales. That is something that we do starting with last year on Halloween, October thirty first. If you're not familiar with that, that's what it is. We Talk about your stories. Whatever you submit, we're we two years old. I know it's a, a whole podcast is almost two years old, and we it's will like read your baby. stories. If you're like, oh my god, oh my god, I mean, we don't criticize here, we don't judge. You know, nope. you you experience something, and there me. and there is no. At the end of the day, we don't we don't judge shit. I got some no. interesting. I got some interesting ones because sent to me. Who are we to say what happened and what didn't? We weren't there. Right, right. Exactly. You could honestly even make up a story and we wouldn't know anybody. That's very true. I mean, we all have our own stories and we don't care what the fuck people think. It's just how it happened to us. It's how we know. Interpret it. Interpret it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so if you have any stories you'd like to share, and I know there's plenty of people out there that I've talked to that better be fucking sending me stories, uh, do so. Go to the website. Make contact. Page. Right there. It sends it right to our email and you will be hearing it in just a month and a half. What? But with all of that said, that will wrap it up for another episode of TFR on the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. I hope you've all enjoyed it because I've enjoyed telling you about it. I have been Matthew Plunkett. That has been Joshua Burton. Hi, that's me. that has been Cassandra Plunkett. Bye. And obviously we are collectively the farthest reaches. Yeah. And we are going to... (laughs) (laughs) We're going to project... Sign on. Fuck. God damn it. Get it. <laughs> hey, everyone. We here at the Farthest Reaches want to say thank you because you, the listeners, make all of this possible. Please share our podcast with your friends, your family, or total strangers. You can find and connect with us on Facebook at the Farthest Reaches Podcast, Instagram at the Farthest Reaches, or Twitter at TFRPodOfficial. There we will be posting all sorts of strange stuff and updates for upcoming episodes and whatever else we get ourselves into. If you would like to share a personal story by chance, then you can reach us at our email, thefarthestreachespodcast at gmail. We would love to hear from you, and maybe we will even tell your story to the world. In the meantime, though, explore the elusive, Seek the knowledge of the obscure, and together we can translate this strange language of reality into something that we can understand. With that said, thanks for tuning in.